Uh, Leonard Angelo, this is December 21st, 2016. Uh, three rings to rule them all. A pocket computer versus physical object. Productivity or endurance. 100 days of making. And building all of the models in one's garage. Uh, these are things that are on my mind this morning. Uh, as I continue to journal in December in an attempt to change my life for the better. Uh, three rings to rule them all. So, I have been starting December with a goal of uh, cleaning up some project, or some uh, sort of project notes and turning them into actual plans of attack for projects in January and in 2017. So, my way of doing that in the beginning of the month was to uh, start using a productivity tool that, that, that tracks time and, pro- and tasks. Uh, and I, st- I started using that. What I found was that that productivity tool was too much for what I, my purposes are. Uh, productivity tools, and I guess that leads me into the productivity discussion. So I will try not to get sidetracked. Uh, I think the productivity tools that track your time are helpful because they allow you to, uh, I don't know, figure out what you, what your work days sort of like, you know, your uh, habits, your, uh, uh, I don't know, things you got to overcome. Also, when you go back to doing a project that's similar to one you've already done, you've got a record of how it went. Uh, Time it took, all that, allows you to do estimates and bids and whatever. That's all good. Uh, When I was freelancing, I was doing a lot of that. I had my own system where I would track on a log, a time log, every project, uh, basically clock in and out for the, for the hours that I worked on that and record the dates and when I clocked in and out. Uh, it's a good good system, uh, but uh, ultimately I've never used that data because it has, I've found it to be particularly effective unless you be doing the same kind of projects over and over again, which I have not. So uh, instead... Uh, and, and I'm no longer freelancing. So I'm now wedging the projects I'm trying to work on, the, the things, the tasks I'm trying to accomplish in the beginning and the end of every day So because i got a full-time job. So uh, what helps me instead is I think just keeping a running list of things that I want to try and accomplish throughout the day, keep it limited, and then have uh, an eye on what the bigger, bigger picture projects are for the week. So what I did was I put together something that's a little bit more task-oriented and a little bit less time-oriented. And then I created a three-ring binder where I can start organizing these sketches that I'm doing and these plans that I'm making, uh, any documentation that I'm coming up with. I'm putting it in one place. So a three-ring binder uh, that I can carry around with me every day and sort of check in. I, I find that to be helpful. Uh, com- now I know your phone can do all of that and I gotta, you know, there are other ways to do all of that the problem I find with the phone it's, it hides everything you know, you, it's not right in front of you so, like I, I you know, I've been real big on doing whiteboards I used to have like a like an index card system and a cork board I used to have like a, a you know, a physical organizer and then I stopped doing it because, you know we, we, we went past it 
I got the whiteboard, but it's, it is kind of untouched. But I find there's great power in having something right in front of you. Uh, there is great... I, 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 there's something about physicality of an organizer that has paper in it that you got to write on. Uh, you can't sort of minimize it and put it away. It's always there. And, you know, I, I know that we could be completely paperless at this point. If you have an iPad, for example, you can draw on it, you can make notes on it, um, or, or a tablet device of any kind. Uh, but I have found that was not a good way to keep it in my mind, to keep focused on it. So instead, I, I came up with a system the other day that's very similar to something I used to have. It's just a piece of paper with, a, with seven days gridded out uh, on the left side. And on the right side, boxes to write uh, goals, tasks, other kinds of things, bigger picture things that I'm focused on, the macro. And on the left is the micro, the daily tasks, what I wanted to accomplish uh, each day. And next to that is a little time log where I can clock my hours because I'm not going to be putting in 16 hours a day. It's more like two, if I'm if I'm being completely honest. Uh, and I think that having a physical object that I take around with me and write on is going to be more beneficial in the long run. Uh, something that I can that I can remember. It's sort of like having a companion, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> right. Uh, <clears throat> that comes up for me because I've been looking into productivity tools. Because in December, I really wanted to uh, make inroads, uh, move a little bit forward on this journey in a more clear way, with improvements in my personality, in my work process, in my work itself. And it, it leads me to the question of productivity versus endurance, or productivity or in, and or endurance. I feel like productivity is a, is a concept, a philosophy, that I am about to jettison completely. The idea of productivity. When I was a freelancer, this came up more because it was really about earning money. And you need more time and more output in order to make more money. And this is, this is not about getting rich, by the way, because sometimes you can't even make your friggin' rent. And if you can't make your rent, they're bad, bad consequences. So it is important to wedge more into less. At this point, I'm past that shit. Because I've compromised eight hours of my day already with a full-time job so that I don't have to. It's not all my choice. Let's be honest. With, let's be honest with ourselves. It's not all my choice. However, there were a lot of good things about it. It takes the money thing off the table. I've mentioned that before. So the work that I do can, if I want it to be, be all for me. And the time that I put into that work can be all mine. And then... The idea of productivity really comes down to how much I feel I personally want to accomplish in my lifetime. Uh, so wedging more into less is uh, something that I need to do if I'm extremely driven and if I'm willing to sacrifice. And I'm, I've really come to this conclusion, and it's pretty solid cement at this point. 
that productivity, putting less, more effort into and, and more product, more uh, output into less time, is uh, going to be about sacrifice because there are only a certain amount of hours in the day, whatever, whatever, and they're all dedicated already. So you're gonna have to pick them out of something else, right? It's like uh, it's like when you're working out a budget and you figure out you don't have enough money to pay for this or that. It's not going to work out with your budget. Well, you got to stop making cuts. I'm talking to you, U.S. government. Uh, you got to cut things. You know, things can't be. Everything can't be done that way. You gotta, you gotta take it from somewhere else, and that means a sacrifice. And everything you want to do with your day, for the most part, other than, I don't know, uh, trolling on the internet wasted time playing on your stupid phone all that stuff is good stuff probably I mean your day's probably packed with excellent things that you wanted to do but at some point you gotta cut things and usually people cut their sleep and their health and their relationships and other things like that I have found this is just my experience not trying to be judgmental it's just what I see around me Uh, rather than cut the idea of making more, they cut their other stuff. And I'm not willing to do that anymore. I'm, I'm over that. I think I've finally decided that that's okay. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of cutting my health. I'm tired of cutting relationships. So i got to cut something else. <clears throat> so this whole idea of productivity is no longer an effective tool for me. I'm no longer interested in fitting more into less. I mean, I am. Yeah, I want to get things finished, but I got to be honest about how they're going to get done. So I think about endurance more than productivity, like how to sustain a practice over a period of time with less time invested. So it's not really about how I can look at my day and wedge more in or how I can look at my work process and and make, you know, um, uh, cut corners. Uh which should be done anyway. I mean, there's still some level of productivity that's important. I'm talking. I'm mainly talking about in terms of tracking and, and, and increasing my load uh, in terms of time and, and, and energy and, and uh, products, products output. <clears throat> Am I making any sense? Endurance, I think, is going to be uh, more of a key for me. So I want a productivity. I want. <laughs> I want a planning tool, a tracking tool that is more about endurance and overall perspective than about tracking time and improving process. Uh, Because my process, if it's going to be wedged into two or three hours every day, if that's all I have to do to spend, then really what's important to me is keep my eye on the prize and and find out whether or not I can can sustain a project over a long period of time with a very small investment and, and, uh, and see it through. And that's going to be more important. So that's an endurance exercise. So the planner that I put together, the, the tracking thing that I put together my, in my three-ring binder is more about keeping um, <clears throat> tabs on my projects and my, uh, my, uh, my overall output is going to be more about how long I can put into it and uh, whether or not I can gain a perspective over a series period of time. And I'm still working that out. I was reading over some notes that I took at a lecture at the uh, Creative Talent Network Expo in, uh, I think it was 2012. Sad, right? 
this advice was very good. It was a guy named Louis Del Carmen. And if you don't know him, look him up. He's good. And he went through a whole list of things that he used in order to produce a few children's books that he was doing on the side. Now, he's a storyboard artist. So that means he's got a full-time job, and those are very demanding jobs. And he put together some, some children's books on the side, taking time to do that over a long period of time. And he had a strategy, and I'm, I've been looking at that. And maybe I'll go into that later when I've sort of hashed through how it's going to work for me. But anyway, point was, I switched my task tracking tool to something that I created myself that has big picture goals on the right and uh, the macro on the right and the micro on the left, tasks for the day, and every week is on a sheet of paper. And uh, I got this from Kevin Cross, not not the format, but the idea from, from Kevin Cross of the, uh, I think it was Big Illustration Party Time or Art and Story. Both things that should be listened to if you're an artist uh, about podcasts. Uh, older, of course, just like me. Uh, Kevin Cross said that he would make a list for himself every day, and if he didn't finish what was on the list for this day, he would write it onto the next list for the next day. And what that did is an exercise in reminding yourself, keeping yourself focused on what you wanted. And every day you transfer that list. The weight of that... I don't know, that, that's an exercise, that's like a physical, uh, there's something to that, that, that doesn't work out with a phone, in my opinion, something to having to write your list out every day, there's a, know, slightly heroic, if I'm being romantic about it, I'm going to try that for a while, I was thinking about Kevin Cross who is doing a series right now called 100 Days of Making Comics. So I was just thinking about the idea of 100 Days of Making, and what he's doing is, the idea is that he's he's in a position right now, and if you follow him, I think he, he's all it's all on YouTube. If you follow him on YouTube, you can sort of track where his life has gone. It hasn't gone well as of late, and he's honest about that, uh, brutally. <clears throat> um... And it's interesting to hear because I've been listening to him since Art and Story and since Big Illustration Party Time. Uh, Podcast. What was my point? He's doing... Oh, he's he's done this, I think, twice. A hundred days of making comics. Because he only had 30 minutes a day to work on his own comic. So he decided that it would be a challenge for a hundred days that he would document the, the 30 minutes that he's able to put in every uh, every day for 100 days out of the year. I'm thinking about that in terms of endurance, right? That really is not about productivity. I mean, it's uh, 30 minutes a day is not very much. And there are a lot of reasons why some of us can't do a lot more than that. Uh, and they're perfectly legitimate reasons. And, and they have to deal with kids and maybe uh, other obligations. Who knows what you got going on? I don't know. But 30 minutes a day, 100 days, uh, 30 minutes a day, 300 days. I mean, whatever it takes, there you will see incremental progress. But that isn't about productivity. That's not a productivity story. Um, That's more of a story of... uh, I don't know, you never make that into a movie. 
<laughs> it's too depressing. Uh, it doesn't fit the narrative of uh, people who work really hard and get a lot done and fitting more in. It's more about like a long commitment, uh, a slog. And uh, that can be difficult, I think, because when you don't see great strides, you don't have these little bursts. Maybe that's why people get addicted to overwork. Because, yeah, you fatigue yourself to a crazy extent, but then there's this burst of stuff that you created, and then you're looking at it, and you like have this crazy pride. So when you're in your, your, uh, uh, your lowest point, you've got your highest output, right? There's a combination there that's like a drug addiction there, right? It's like every uh, down is followed by another up. I gotta, I gotta really think about that, because it's, this, it's a little bit sick to work yourself to death so that you can have this epic thing in front of you. Yes, you get the epic thing, but yes, you also had all that pain. And maybe the two things combined are sort of a some kind of stimulant, some kind of weird stimulant. But I'm not going to be about that, I don't think. Not not anymore. Not for a while. I'm pretty fatigued. I will let people who want to have that experience have that experience. I'm not going to guilt myself into doing that same thing. So endurance is my exercise for the next year, maybe. We'll see what happens. The last thing on my list is building all the models in one's garage. I thought about, I keep thinking about this. It's some, some kind of news story, a documentary I saw a long time ago, too. But I always think about it because metaphorically, it's very important. It doesn't mean anything to anything. It's dumb, it was a dumb thing that I probably wouldn't have even, I don't know why I even saw it. But it was a guy who was obsessed with building models. Airplanes, cars, ships, whatever. He, he had... He had his interests, but they were models of, of man-made machines. He didn't do, you know, I don't know, those old 60s monster puzzles or models or anything like that. So man-made machines, you know, machines of war, machines of travel, whatever. He does a meticulous job with these models. I'm talking about, you know, plastic snap-tight models. And they come in various levels of complexity. And he... Uh, committed himself to collecting, first of all, models from different places, from all eras, so uh, vintage models as well, and then he committed himself to building some of them, because obviously the collecting process is a lot easier than the building process. So this guy is a lot like me. Uh, He's very meticulous in the models that he'll build. He makes them nice. Maybe I'm not like that. I try to be. My models always turned out real bad. I remember once I made a model of the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Uh, And that thing looked like crap. Yeah, I would not be doing that as a hobby. I did not enjoy that. I thought I would, but I did not. And it made me sad to play with that toy. Because I was just looking how sad it was. Uh, Okay. Uh, This guy has collected so many models at this point. He's filled his garage. 
right? He's got them all filed by type, by, by era, all, by make, all kinds of things. Uh, but he can't make them. And he said at one point in his interview, I, I know that I have more models than I can ever get to in my lifetime. I've done the math. I can do, you know, I don't know what it was, six to eight models a year, and that's all I have time for. But I have hundreds of models in my garage, maybe thousands. I don't know. I, I have not done the math. He did because he's got time to sit and think while he's painting the tiny little details on his stupid model. Uh, <clears throat> it was kind of a realization for me, that idea. He knows that he's collected more than he can get to in his lifetime. And he said it with a little bit of sadness. Like, I've got so many models I would love to do. But I look at how many there are and how much time I have. And I have to be very, very careful which one I choose to do next. Um, that is so much like what it's like to be an artist with a lot of ideas and very little time. And perhaps we're all like that. I don't know. I know a lot of people struggle with ideas. I do not. I have one... And I don't, I'm not saying they're all good. I'm just saying they come to me. And I write them down. So I have collected a lot of ideas that I will not get to in my lifetime. It's just a fact. And it's a sad fact. Uh, the only way I would was to be one of those people that's really driven and productive and, and sacrificed. And I don't... And I used to fantasize that I was that and I would be that. But I don't think that I am. I'm pretty sure that I'm not. I think that I am... Uh, maybe a stage in my life or at a position emotionally that I need other things too. And those other things are going to take time and energy that I could otherwise be spending on my art. It's a garage full of models I can't finish. And I, you know, I need to think about that, make peace with that, choose my next project carefully, whatever. So my, my goals and my, my, the way I organize my, my planning is going to be about that more than it is about, well, if I want to get to all these things, I'm going to have to sleep two hours a, a night for the next 30 years. And it's more realistic because if I sleep two hours a night, I won't live 30 years. I know that for a fact. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so that's what I'm thinking about today. This is December 21st, 2016. Uh, Leonard Angelo.